Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from Thursday of the fourth week of Lent. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once to your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, for they have become depraved. They have soon turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, making for themselves a molten calf and worshipping it, sacrificing to it and crying out, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I see how stiff-necked this people is. Let me alone them, that my wrath may blaze up against them to consume them. Then I will make of you a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord, his God, saying, Why, O Lord, should your wrath blaze up against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, with such great power and with so, so strong a hand? Why should the Egyptians say, With evil intent he brought them out, that he might kill them in the mountains and exterminate them from the face of the earth? Let your blazing wrath die down. Relent in punishing your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and how you swore to them by your own self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and all this land that I promised, I will give your descendants as their perpetual heritage. So the Lord relented in the punishment he had threatened to inflict on his people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. Our fathers made a calf in Horeb and adored a molten image. They exchanged their glory for the image of a grass-eating bullock. Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. They forgot the God who had saved them, who had done great deeds in Egypt, wondrous deeds in the land of Ham, terrible things at the Red Sea. Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. Then he spoke of exterminating them, but Moses, his chosen one, withstood him in the breach to turn back his destructive wrath. Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews, If I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is not true. But there is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The work that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform, testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. Moreover, the Father who sent me has testified on my behalf. But you have never heard his voice nor seen his form, and so you do not have his word remaining in you, because you do not believe in the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf. But you do not want to come to me to have life. I do not accept human praise. Moreover, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I came in the name of my Father, but you do not accept me. Yet if another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept praise from one another and do not seek the praise that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who will accuse you is Moses, in whom you have placed your hope. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
I nearly got into a fight with a lady in the parking lot the other day. I was backing out of a parking spot and I noticed her crossing behind my car, so I stopped. I was kind of awkwardly positioned in the parking lot and I wasn't sure if she was going to keep walking or she was going to change direction, so I just looked at her because I wasn't quite sure what to do. I made a hand motion that was meant to communicate, go either way, I'll wait. But she obviously took it differently and approached my car window screaming quite loudly. I lowered my window and I said, I was just trying not to hit you, at which she only screamed louder. So I said again, I was just trying not to hit you, which she still somehow didn't think was sufficient explanation. So realizing our discussion was not making any positive progress, I rolled up the window as she shrieked, God bless you, and I drove away. Somehow I didn't feel very blessed, though. She didn't seem very sincere in those words. I presume the Pharisees were pretty holy men overall, but man, something about Jesus really set them off. Nothing he said or did was correct in their eyes, and they were always trying to convict him of some violation of the law of Moses. Obviously, they misunderstood Jesus, as my parking lot friend misunderstood me. They saw Jesus as a threat and a nuisance, despite the testimony of so many others that Jesus was really on the same team as they were. They had their differences, of course, but it didn't need to result in violence, especially crucifixion. They lost any real perspective on Jesus, because they didn't want to be challenged themselves. The church, unfortunately, isn't entirely free of that pharisaical attitude at times. We don't react particularly well to being criticized, challenged, or even earnestly questioned. Because we are the original Christians and are guided by the Holy Spirit, who can never be wrong, we believe that we, as a community and sometimes as individuals within it, are beyond reproach. Like the Pharisees like to quote Moses, we like to quote the Catechism or ancient church teaching and get red-faced when the listener is not immediately convinced of our great personal wisdom, since they hear those same words and understand them or experience them differently than we do. And so we end the conversation with the equivalent of a sarcastic, God bless you, and steam comes out of our ears all the way home. The problem is that our challenger isn't feeling that blessing, and to them, we are the church. You and I can't directly control what others do, and we can't always explain or defend the positions of our church, however justified, or its actions, which may be indefensible. But we can try to be the face of Jesus to others. So, God bless you. Really, I mean it. Just don't get near me in a parking lot. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day, and say a prayer for me.